You sending the whoop? Shit, that's all you had to say. Get away from her, you bitch. Banana. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. You're not even interesting enough to make me sick. It's only an island if you look at it from the water. I'm your density. You think I'm gorgeous? You want to kiss me? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patreon exclusive mini episode of Sending the Wolf for this week. My name is Clark Wolf. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are listening to this episode, you contribute to Patreon uh, at $5 or more per month. And for that, I say thank you so much. Your outfit, it just looks excellent. Are you how are you? Are you feeling good today? Because you're just glowing. Um, all right. So if you listen to Tuesday's episode, you know that I had director Alexander Ophelipe on my show. He was the director of the um, fabulous Hitchcock documentary 7852, uh, Hitchcock shower scene, and um, and uh, Doc of the Dead, and The People versus George Lucas, and so many other things. And he had the pleasure of sitting down with um, with William Friedkin for several days to discuss the making of The Exorcist and what that film meant to him. And uh, and so in this mini episode, we're going to talk about some fun stuff. We're going to talk about film festivals and international cinema. We're going to talk about the Ouija board, the dreaded Ouija board, the history, a pop culture history of the dreaded Ouija board, um, which clearly makes an appearance in The Exorcist. And we're going to talk about uh, William Friedkin's favorite scene in the movie, which may surprise you. Um, As for a Patreon update for you guys, postcards have been ordered. Yay! Uh, So definitely for, uh, I forget, well, for all the the levels where postcards are a thing, uh, they're coming to you. Thank you for your patience. I'm so excited that they are finally on their way. Um, And yeah, I I think this is a really fun conversation. And if you enjoy this conversation um, and you're interested in more from William Friedkin, William Friedkin has a documentary uh, coming out this Friday, April 20th, and it is called The Devil and Father Oh, I'm going to say his name wrong. It's not a Morth. I'm going to do it. I butchered it. Damn it. Um, either way, though, the documentary is is William Friedkin actually witnessing a real-life uh, exorcism and sounds pretty cool. I wish I could tell you that I have seen it, um, but they were supposed to send me a screener, and they didn't by the time I recorded this. But that's okay, because I still want to see it. I'm still a huge William Friedkin fan. Go watch Bug and Killer Joe. He still has it. Um, but yeah, okay, I'm done rambling. Thank you for contributing to Patreon. Uh, you are the best. And here is our H- our Atreon, nope, our Patreon exclusive mini episode with Alexander Philippe. Rufus has a pretty good situation, I would say. Right, Rufus? Um, all right. So all right. as we wind down, there's 
one more question I wanted to ask, um, and Rufus yeah. is interested too, um, and it's about the dreaded Ouija board. Okay. board. So yes. um, this has become such a thing in pop culture mm. of the and and I've been listening to some podcasts and and the the history of the Ouija board has come up and and it's this idea of um, during the uh, spiritualist movement in like the 1800s you know basically as a reaction to um, science and the enlightenment and all of that stuff uh, there was this um, spiritualist movement where people started to going no well there's there's you know there's more um, there's more than just science. There's more than just hard facts. There's something else. And so you get these people who will, you know, claim to be mediums and they travel around and they, you know, do shows or whatever. Um, and uh, but with the Ouija board, the Ouija board kind of started as as not something to be feared. And religious people didn't really fear it either. And then it sort of there was a turn. Um, and so uh, for me, The Exorcist is one of the first movies that I remember um, or have mm -hmm. seen in my film watching um, chronologically that features the Ouija board as this connection to something demonic or very dangerous. Sure, um, sure. Has that come up in your conversations or have you thought about that at all? No, or no, no. That's it. That's interesting. Actually, when you said, you know, you have this one more you know, question to ask. The last thing I would have thought would have been the the Ouija board, but there you go. It's silly, right? Uh, but it, but no, it, it's not. I'm I'm actually thinking, and I keep thinking about some of these, you know, ghost uh, movies from the fifties. Mm -hmm. uh, if there were any Ouija board, but I, not not off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I know that. Uh, I, I know the movie Witchboard is a movie, but I want to say that's after The Exorcist. And, um, okay. and you know, I mean, it's recently shown up in Paranormal Activity and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, all oh, of sure. these, all the, but, but, uh, and audience, please correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I feel like this might, I wonder if The Exorcist was the thing that sort of, in addition to, yeah. yeah, and I mean, and that's in addition to maybe one's own family or spiritual, um, you know, advisors in their own lives being like, yeah, don't mess with, you know, yeah. the supernatural. But like in terms of pop culture, oh, I see what you the mean. idea that yeah. the Ouija board is very dangerous stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's very possible. You know, I'm gonna have to do some research on that now, and then I'll uh, I'll ask him next. I'll ask him next Billy. time I see him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, fine. Then my my real uh. last question, um, <laughs> I guess, is, is you know I bring this up on the show a lot. Um, is the idea of um, the academy and critical acclaim, and um, you know, I I love not only that The Exorcist was a huge financial success. Oh yeah, but that it was. Uh, recognized by the academy mm. in in it won in winning uh, you know a handful but also like in nominations right the, the 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 academy took this movie seriously yeah and um and i feel like that you know just doesn't happen anymore um get out mm. was taken seriously which is great yeah. but there can be more than just one movie you know and so i just uh, sure, i'm yeah. curious about that in your studies or in your in your own opinion the idea of of recognizing greatness no matter what form it takes cinematic greatness. oh you know that's that's a whole you just opened a whole pandora's box here well because i mean uh, you know I don't know. I uh, 
I, you know, uh, awards are very nice, you know, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, for my money, I think, you know, because I, I, I go to a lot of film festivals and, 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 and obviously see a lot of movies, but um, I think some of the, year after year, I would, I would argue some of the greatest films, most important films that I've ever seen, don't get the recognition yeah. uh, that that they deserve. You know, we just uh, actually I just came back from a festival in uh, Fribourg in Switzerland, and I was on on the the jury uh, with a couple of filmmakers who had films at Cannes, and and we completely fell in love with this Ukrainian film. I think mm. it was the first film um, called Black Level. Mm. It's it's a, a extraordinary film with such a sophisticated visual sort of language all its own mm-hmm. um, that you know it just it premiered in Odessa and it won a, uh, an award there and then we gave it the, the grand prize which it was very nice to actually be able to give like $30,000 to that wow, filmmaker because yeah. I think he's going to need it you know but it's it's a film that has no dialogue oh. not a single line of dialogue and it's it's an extraordinary movie but is that film ever going to get distribution mm-hmm. are you ever going to see it anywhere you know the best documentary that I saw last year is is a Polish Dark Cold Communion mm-hmm. it's like watching uh, uh, Darden Brothers movie except that it's real mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's an extraordinary piece of work where was it in the conversation yeah you know what I mean yeah so um, I think to, to me to me what what matters is is filmmakers who who push the form yeah. of most of the motion picture arts and sciences um and i think that you know i think it's really important for people to understand that beyond the films that get nominated or shortlisted there are films from around the world that you've never ever ever heard of yeah. That pushed the form in ways that you can't possibly fathom, yeah. and I think that um, I, I would like to see more distributors taking on those films and and showing us those films because there's there are some extraordinary filmmakers today, you know. And thank goodness for Criterion yeah. and Filmstruck, you know what I mean? Like yeah. TCM, you know, those kinds of platforms are so needed yeah you know and uh, of course in the uk you've got arrow you've got eureka you know the masters of cinema and you know you so you've got more and more sort of specialty levels mm-hmm. la- labels that are that are you know uh, coming out and supporting and restoring and re-releasing those kinds of films um but for my money we need more of yeah. those and you know i think at the end of the day whether whether those films get the award recognition or not sure is um is beside the point. The fact that we have those films is that, you know, I mean, see, the, 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 one of the things, one of the many things that I adore about William Friedkin, to, to bring it back yes. to him, is, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to go into his office, which is, <laughs> it will blow your mind. I mean, there's like original letters from Post and some extraordinary paintings and you've got the, you know, Golden Lion from Venice and the yeah. Golden Leopard from Locarno and those Golden Globes and all these things, you know, hanging around. And so, you know, the, the, the natural sort of impulse is to say, you know, just because in the early stages you don't really know where the full film is going or whatever, and you say, well, can we get a few shots of those? And he said, why? He said, those are, those are nice things that I got, but they're not me, you know. Those are nice gifts, and, and I appreciate them or whatever, but that's not, that's not me. And I said, you know, you're right. It's not. So I, just the, the humility of the man, you know, who has won just about every award that you can possibly think of. Yeah. And he doesn't want that associated with, with 
him in 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 that way um i think tells you volumes about the kind of man that he is and so the awards are they're nice things and it's kind of a it's a thing that we do i mean it's uh, we all love the protocol and and uh, you know the ceremony and and all of that but at the end of the day you know and i look at films like vertigo for instance that were not really recognized in when they came out the fact is that a few decades go by and then you go oh yeah that was pretty darn great movie worth talking about so the fact that those movies that we have them forever that's the thing yeah i mean sure sure it's true <laughs> um all right well before so before i ask you my final final question uh do how you, many final questions you have lots. <laughs> you so sneaky. many things uh okay but um yeah. is there anything else about the exorcist in particular that we didn't cover that you want oh to my you well. uh, anything <laughs> yeah. any final yes. thoughts or closing most important things or things that stand out that we haven't touched on well i i will just say this i'll say this uh that to me, uh, uh, the the sign of a great film, not just a really good film, a great film is a film that you can watch over and over and over again. Every single time you watch it, you will find something new. Yes. Um, I've I always thought that The Exorcist was a really, really, really good film, but to me, it didn't quite have that little sort of thing that I would put Citizen Kane or Vertigo or those mm-hmm. films into until I started watching it every single day. Oh, God. Uh, which I did for a month back in December wow. uh, in preparation for, 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 the, for yeah. this film. And, uh, and now it's, it's, it's the, I mean, yeah, and it's not, fun to watch every day by the way for a month don't do this at home uh it's uh it will give you some some anxiety attacks um but but when you really start sort of understanding the craft and and the complexity again of the narrative and the characters or whatever uh you can go back to it uh, over and over and over and over again, and you're going to start finding new things all yeah. the time. And uh, but that's you know that's uh, both bloody and a, an extraordinary sort of story that he put together, and Friedkin and uh, you know uh, truly a great master. Uh, although he will tell you, and it's funny because we talked about Citizen Kane a lot, and that's the movie that gave him the love of movies mm-hmm. and made him want to watch films. But he will always say, do not ever mention The Exorcist in the same sentence as Citizen Kane. Mm -hmm. I will never make a film like Citizen Kane. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so interesting to hear somebody like that say this. You know, Mm -hmm. he really, really put Citizen Kane on a pedestal, pedestal, you know. Um, But for my money, you know, you look at The Exorcist... um, it is a masterpiece. Yeah. It's it's uh it's it's one of the greats. Uh, we have few, very few greats, truly great filmmakers, and he's one of them. He's a giant, and um, and uh, it's it is a masterpiece by one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's one of those movies that deserves to be, you know, studied and and looked at over and over and over again. And and what fascinates me really is is his process. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and like I said, just to be able to to look at his techniques for The Exorcist, not in terms of the special effects. We even barely talked about special sure. effects. I mean, that was one of those things where it's like, well, you know, who cares? Mm-hmm. But but when you start talking about, you know, his passion for Monet right. and for a certain painting by Monet, when you start talking about his passion for, you know, 
for opera and classical music and certain kinds of movies, and you start sort of getting into his mind and mm -hmm. how he thinks and what art means to him, you realize, and in fact, by the way, do you know what his favorite scene? In the film? In the film is. What is it? Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> it is. It's actually not at all what you would think. It's it's the it's the scene where Kinderman talks to uh, Chris, and 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 he, the, the, where it ends with him asking for the autograph. Yes. Yeah. It's and it's it's so subdued and such a simple scene, and and all the camera is doing it's it's very slow push in yeah. on his face, up until the moment of highest tension, and then it slowly yeah. lets go and releases. You know, and um, it that to me is what Friedkin is about. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think those moments are a lot more telling of his craft as a filmmaker than, you know, the head turn that of course. that everybody you know talks about, which, of course, are, are very needed. I'm not saying they're trivial. They're sure. very important moments. But um, but I think there is a there's a subtlety really in the craft of William Friedkin that you know people always talk about him as very, um, you know he's certainly out there in terms yeah. of of you know I mean as um, <clears throat> I think Matthew McConaughey says you know he's wild yeah. you know and he is yeah. you know and it can, you can certainly see see how he was on the set and how he you know <laughs> shooting guns and all that kind sure, of stuff sure um, but but at the core there's someone who has a tremendous amount of of intuition and, and subtlety. Um, and, you know, that's the mark of a great master. I wonder if his aversion to discussing, really getting into the special effects and those details are because the movie is remembered for those head-spinning scenes and not the scene between Kinderman uh, and and Chris. Because, because when I think about the artistry, like what Dick Smith and his team did is... is you know, um, an art form, obviously, in and of itself. Yeah. And I think uh, the reason that in addition to the content and it being a masterpiece, which I do believe The Exorcist is, and oh, yeah. I, I do believe that the emotional crossover is ultimately what makes the movie last um, and, and endure. Completely. Um, but at the same time, the, the level of mastery of the visuals and the makeups and the practical things mm -hmm. are also, um, a, I think a big, a big part of that in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, of course. And, but you know, I think that story is, uh, you know, the quote unquote behind the scenes stories, you yes. know, I think they've been told, yes. you know, and, um, and that's why, you know, I, I, I told him, I said, I, I, I don't want anybody but you in this film that I'm wor working yeah. on right now, uh, you know, because of course he offered, you know, if you want to talk to Linda or Max or whatever, which I, I would love to talk to them, sure. I would love to meet them, but no, I I, I have to stick to my guns here. Mm -hmm. uh, I I really want to, because uh, I feel that his process is not as well known as as it needs to be, yep. and and just and being able to sort of pick his brain for that amount of time. Uh, and really talk about these things. Um, it's really special, you mm -hmm. know. This is this is a, this is a guy who thinks on a whole other, whole other level. Yeah, and it's very very thrilling. All 
Alrighty, friends, that's going to do it for us this week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you enjoyed the main episode. And as always, thank you again for contributing to Patreon. Without your support, um, this show, it would be a lot harder to make happen. And I'm I'm incredibly proud of the show as it's approaching its 20th episode. And um, and and it's only I, I'm only more and more excited about what's to come, including the live episode in June. If you're in the southeast or you can make your way to Atlanta, for the Terminus Conference in June. Um, I I highly recommend it. I think it's going to be a blast. Um, That's going to do it for me this week. I will be back next week. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. And I'll catch you next time. Bye. (laughs) 